0: You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric, Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen.
1: I'm Jen Justice. I'm Stevie Molsoff. And Becky Mullies.
0: And today is New Year's Day. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New- Now, we have absolutely no expectations that you are listening to this as it's being released here at noon on New Year's Day because we're hoping that you're sleeping in and recovering. Wait a minute, wait
2: a minute. The Chiefs game is that time, I think.
0: Yeah, we're recording this a couple of days early.
2: Oh yeah, they might be at the Chiefs game. That's
0: true. Could be at the Chiefs game. So uh, I know I'll be in front of the television watching it.
2: They'll be watching Denver, which is surprisingly really uh, hit ticket prices in a negative way because Denver just kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. They, they, <laughs> man, they didn't. Are
2: we fact, surprised? Are they going to forfeit? Like, is that a thing? Can the NFL teams forfeit because their coach got fired? <laughs> like, I think a bunch of people got fired and, like, a couple players are, like, on the hiatus right now. Yeah, I kind of no. caught bits and pieces. Do you remember? And I
0: think it was Denver that uh, during all the NFL COVID protocols, that they had uh, all of their quarterbacks were out, and they made them play, and it was like uh, a, a
2: and it was like backyard football. Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember this. No, it was I don't like so
0: that they had to start like a, a, a defensive end that uh, had played quarterback in high school or something. I think so, I remember that. Yeah. So I'm yeah, no, I say. don't think the NFL allows that stuff. No, probably not. Anymore. <laughs> so, but so how would they get their ad revenue if the game's not on television? So I don't know. That would be a bad deal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, hopefully, your new year is already started out great by the time you listen to this, and that um, everything in your life, uh, and especially your real estate, is going fantastic. But this is our semi-monthly uh, or bimonthly, not semi-monthly. I don't
2: every but, other month kind every, of thing.
0: Every other month kind of thing called today's <laughs> dream. And so we've got uh, all the team. Well, all the team minus one. Katie's not with us today, but we're all going to kind of share a little bit about what's going on, have some discussions around the real estate market as it affects the Kansas City metro area uh, today, and uh, hopefully uh, provide some insight for you guys uh, for your real estate dreams coming up in 2023. It's going to be really weird writing that down, by the way.
2: Uh, I'm already almost there. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm so ready for 2023 and kicking it off, and we're going to talk about some affordability things today, some statistics, and there is still some affordable housing you can purchase. It may not be right here smack dab in the middle of Kansas City, but in the surrounding areas, I did some research just to give our listeners some affordability tips and what you can still buy for a reasonable price.
0: And, you know, that, that's a great part of the discussion. Of course, we have a lot of listeners and a lot of clients that are looking for housing in um, and, in and what we wouldn't call affordable, and affordable is no definition other than our own. It's not doesn't mean government um, assisted or anything like that. But there are people who are looking at starter homes that are you know well under the 250 range. Now a lot of clients will um, find when they're looking in the threes, fours, fives, and even higher that their um, their purchase capability right there uh, has has shrunk a little bit with the growing interest rate, but the, the people who, who find that the most painful are the people that are buying those early starter homes that are looking for what we would call an affordable home.
2: Yeah, and and on that, so I was in the chamber meeting just this last week, and the president of the chamber was commenting about how her new hires are making about $70,000 a year. She's an engineer, and that the $70,000 a year folks are having a hard time affording a home. And that is fair, because right here, um, where we're kind of at in the Kansas City Gladstone area, you know, our median price is about $350,000, give or take a little bit between Clay and Platt. And so when you break that down, That's about $2,300 a month if somebody was putting down about 10% with today's interest rates, which we'll dig into that a little bit more. But when you break that down $2,300 a month, $70,000 a year doesn't quite jive depending on their debt to income. There's lots of factors that go into that. But you know, if they got some student loan debt, and they got some other things, that's going to be a little bit challenging even making $70,000 a year, but good news. Because if you look just outside like Buchanan County, Ray County, or Clinton County, which is just a smidge north of us, you can find homes for the lovely medium price of Clinton, two thirty-four. dollars Johnson County, Kansas is a lot higher. Ray County, Missouri, $193,000. So you've got some areas around here that those people could still get into. Gas is coming down. Right, and hopefully it stays down, and so you could afford to drive in. Heck, maybe even want to get an electric car. They're coming down in price (laughs) too, right?
0: You you know, this isn't a new story, right? Which is, we're going to move out of city centers, which where premium real estate exists, and we're going to move further away uh, to buy something that's more affordable. And I don't know if you know this about me, but that's exactly what my wife and I did in this city uh, on our first home. Our first home now you know it's x number of years ago i could give you that but it's a lot so couple the, decades the, yeah the uh, the prices don't match but our first home uh, we were looking at homes and we liked stuff that was in the 150-160 to 180 range uh, which i think today would be closer to 3 plus we we couldn't afford that um, nobody was going to give us a loan and we well and even if they were we could we knew we couldn't afford those payments so what we ended up doing is, is we ended up going out to Grain Valley, uh, and Grain Valley had similarly constructed homes with the, uh, uh, you know, the same kind of finishes and the same kind of layouts, and I think we ended up buying our home for 118. So that that's not a new story. It's a, you know, and it's a great thing to think about for people that are like, hey, these these numbers, of the homes I like are pushing my budget. So can we go to another area and? And, and, you know, suffer a little bit of a commute. And by the way, with as many work-from-home jobs as we have out there now, uh, either full-time or part-time, it may not be that I mean, you just want to make sure you have good internet wherever you end up.
2: Well, and I know, Stevie, you're working with a first-time buyer, and their price point, um, they, they raised it up a little bit just based on the supply out there. But I think they're looking more in, like, the Jackson County, Missouri area, right?
3: Yes, and that's what I was going to mention. There seems to be a lot of houses south of the river that are getting fixed up really nicely we've been looking for about two weeks now and there's some really nice houses in neighborhoods that people at one point kind of were moving out of and a little scared of but
0: what kind of areas are you looking at
3: oh like prospect paseo independence right independence we've looked in sugar creek so
0: a little bit on the east side which certainly you know historically suffered some um, uh, real estate down downturns for a variety of reasons you yeah. know some natural, some not so good but it's really cool to see people investing in in neighborhoods and bringing them back to life. It so that's nice. awesome.
2: And there's a lot of revitalization in that area. So in Jackson County, Missouri we're looking at about two hundred and sixty six thousand as that median price um, which is jiving right with what her first time buyers are looking at but again that price point of affordability exists a little bit more in some of those markets just a smidge outside of us
0: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I just say if you're a first time home buyer and you're you're Pocketbook is tight. You're probably not looking in uh, in Southern Leewood. That's probably not where you're gonna. Uh,
2: no. And speaking probably of not, uh, Southern Leewood, what was that price? I think it was uh, median was four hundred ninety six thousand yeah. right now. <laughs> also, still want to note they are receiving one hundred and one percent of list price in November, uh, which is when our stats came out. So, you are still seeing that over list price, which we experienced with our buyers personally in the last uh, quarter of the year. Right. That you're still having to be pretty aggressive on those offers probably waive some contingencies that you feel less than lovely waiving but that's kind of what it's still taking to get a home in uh, Johnson County Kansas but when you jump over to some of the other counties in Missouri I was noticing most of those were about 95 percent of list price and the other positive thing for buyers is supply is really up so a lot of these areas I was seeing supply chain uh, we've got a 50 percent uh, increase in supply in Platte County you've got a 46 percent supply increase in Clinton County. Now, in Johnson County, again, notably, this makes sense with all the numbers, only a 40% increase in supply. So just some of the stats. And always contact us if you want more information on these. We know some of our listeners love the numbers. So I tried to dig into that because that's actually not my favorite thing. But I know that a lot of our listeners really appreciate that info.
0: Let's be really clear, though. We were in such a a supply crisis that a 40% increase year over year we still haven't truly met supply and demand.
2: Oh no, not even close yeah.
0: And so I was I, I, I was about to say participated in and, and that would be a silly a comment. Uh, I attended a, um, an economic summit that was um, coordinated by the uh, NAR National Association of Realtors and it was uh, spearheaded by Lawrence Young, who is the, we've mentioned on the podcast many times, he's the um, chief economist for NAR, but with him he had a a variety of chief economists from places like, um, uh, well, some of the big sites, for example, I think the Redfin person was there, and some of the big brokerages, et cetera, and so it was kind of a forum where they were all talking about what they thought was gonna happen economically, uh, there was some variation there. Uh, we certainly have seen in uh, some, and I think we'll talk about why this is happening because it's happening naturally and it's also happening, I think, because of um, um, people trying to, uh, not understanding what the market is doing, but we've certainly seen some prices come down a little bit. Uh, I don't know that we've seen a major shift in devaluation, but uh, an only time is going to tell that. They were varied on whether that's going to continue for a small period of time throughout 2023 or whether that was going to immediately start shifting back. So there was no consensus there. But what there was a consensus on is is that the supply and demand issue that we talked about regularly last year, which was creating these crazy price spikes, is not fixed. So the interest rate is doing what it's doing to the market. But once that begins to settle, we'll still have a supply and demand problem. So we'll still have our houses being on the market for a shorter period than would be considered a flat market. And we'll still have uh, high percentages of asking prices being uh, offered. So um, I I don't see there being this sort of downturn. And when people look back at 2008 and they go, oh, it's going to crash like 2008, that was such a... And we've we've gone through it before on a podcast, so I don't want to drag you through it again. But the circumstances were so wildly different and and obviously so. It truly is an apples to oranges comparison and every economic economist will tell you this is nothing like 2008 and there's no anticipation that something like that would happen
2: And your own Gen economist from her uh, economic degree perspective of rockers <laughs> says absolutely our supply and demand issue exists and the natural consequences are that prices will still you know stabilize increase whatever you want to say there even regardless of the interest rate that's what's going to happen um, and the other thing that's still a factor is we are still short rental units. So when I was in Philadelphia for some realtor party training, yes, we need to go train to party as realtors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. So it was like, so explain that to me, realtor party training. What does that actually mean? <laughs> so it actually means we went and learned about a lot of political stuff, but we also got a lot of good um, forecasting information, all that good stuff. But rents uh, are still expected to increase this next year not significantly like they have I think their uh, forecast was six percent overall in the United States which again varied, you know greatly by area and that we were still six thousand rental units short at least and that is only projected to increase as time goes on
0: so a lack of rental availability keeps rent prices up, which keeps the concept or the math, if you do it, of buying a home still uh, typically, obviously, every situation is different, but makes economic sense. There's a lot of factors. Yeah, you can
2: pay to the bank of yourself.
0: Yeah. The bank
2: of your own equity.
0: A lot of factors go into that decision, but one of them is, is does this make economic sense? And, and so that, that will continue to make that occur. We've danced around it two or three times, so let's just jump into sort of the interest rate discussion. Um, So, uh, again, not being an economist uh, for a living or even having a degree as such, but we do know that the Fed was raising the prime rate and their desire was to curb inflation. Some of that has occurred. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth about whether it will still continue to go up, that prime rate. Uh, it went back uh, up in this month, uh, but only by a half a point, if I remember correctly. Uh, the prime rate is not directly t- tied to mortgage rates. Uh, and has
2: really not been tied to mortgage rates here recently. Right. It's been, things have been. Um, Let's just use the word unprecedented in sure. the market.
0: So tech, here's Pull what, that oldie, but not here's so what's, Here's out. what's <laughs> happened is, is the prime rate went up and the mortgage interest rates went up, uh, kind of spiked a little bit. And then as the prime rate continued to increase, mortgage rates have started to decrease. Uh, here's what I've been told by people that are way smarter than I am, which is that mortgage rates are tied more to T-bills and how those work in the financial sector. But that
2: gap has been, ironically, different as well.
0: Different than always. It's just like a lot of things we've been seeing in the last two or three years. I mean, here we are in this, you know, period where we clearly have experienced some serious inflation, yet nobody, you know, the the job market is as strong as it's ever been, which is never the kind of thing that happens. So.
2: I can give you some up-to-date quotes. Our good friend Zane at Nexa just text me back what the rates would be today if you were looking.
0: Absolutely. What do we got?
2: So today, if you were a 720 credit score, okay, so given which is a good score, which so varies a little bit if your credit score is a little bit lower, but lots of different programs. uh, FHA 30-year fixed, 6.613. 30-year conventional, again, with 5% down on the conventional, 7.164. And then a home-ready, which is kind of getting into some of that uh, uh, different pieces of the puzzle, 6.887. So just giving you kind of the roundabout uh, quote right now. Listen, you can always get lower- or higher quotes than that by searching the internet. I just want to caution people if they're searching the internet that sometimes the rates that pop up there have been paid for in some type of ad and may have some artificial factors
0: in them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we we were just looking before we started recording and we saw uh, a national company advertising 5.99%. And don't hold your breath. My
2: immediate comment was, I haven't seen an actual person get one under six recently. So I would think that there would be some other factors in that one, like possibly a buy down. Right. You can buy your rate down, which we've had some clients do. So there are rate buy downs available out there. You know, sellers are buying down some rates for people. Um, That's one of the things that we've been seeing in terms of offers, maybe below list price, is that sellers have been paying some closing costs. That's not textbook, right? That's not always happening there is still that hot commodity that may come on the market that may get 10 offers and they're not paying nothing
0: but so, so it's out there that's good to note right I mean besides the fact that um, you know your buying power has come down that's a negative uh, the market has slowed which really isn't a negative for buyers uh, we're seeing a lot more honest-to-goodness negotiation again uh, which is good for buyers to be able to negotiate and um, to be able to do things like rate buy-downs or cash, and
2: inspections, to, that's cash great. to close
0: <laughs> inspections, see the house for more than 17 minutes, all of those things are really good for buyers. So with the uh, industry slowing a little bit, buyers are going to be in a little bit better position. So that's fantastic for them. Um so that's a lot of the sort of, hey, this is exactly what we expected to come and find out and understand and all of that. So I want to get this a, a little more personal and a little more just kind of anecdotal, just talk about sort of what's going on in our own careers with our own clients or things that we've seen you know, in the last month or that we know that are coming up. Uh, and so what I'm going to start with is I'm going to start with the, uh, the the team member that I think I'm the most proud of this month. So... Becky, why don't you tell everybody what's going on with you?
1: Um, so, about a week ago, I passed my real estate licensing exam.
0: Hey! And the crowd goes wild.
1: <laughs> and so now we are, I guess I am just now wrapping up my 24 hour course as well. And um, I just got my paper signed by Jen. So, we will be sitting in my licensing application next week.
2: Yay! Woo-hoo! So exciting.
3: I'm
0: very,
1: very
3: nice.
0: excited. It is. Yes. It is. And you. <laughs>
3: and she passed the test on her first
1: try. I was my first try. That you was know, I think everybody nerf- on our team has passed
2: on their first try. And mm-hmm. I hold very proud of that because I know it takes
1: a lot kids. of. <laughs> oh, Stevie
2: was <laughs> told her on herself. Oops. <laughs> I had to take the state one twice. I studied the fed one too much. Uh, oh, we okay. About that. But it is a, you know, it is a pretty comprehensive test. So, sorry, Stevie. Uh, <laughs> <That's> a, but <laughs> two times is still pretty good. And uh, I know a lot of people that have had to take it way more times than that, so pretty proud of our team, how hard we study, and how seriously we take this industry.
0: Absolutely. And and Becky, congratulations. I uh, can't wait to get your license in hand, and then uh, we Eric can- Eric says,
1: please do my work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, so what's going on with me is, uh, and part of the reason why I'm so happy Becky is going to get licensed here very quickly, is to help out on some of the stuff I'm doing, because I uh, I had a knee replacement surgery. For those who pay attention a lot, this is my second one. I was so. about to
1: say two, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: thank goodness I don't have any more knees. But this, ah! one, the, I
2: mean, let's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah I,
0: I did, uh, well, you could redo one if they go poorly. It went well. I'm recovering well. Uh, it's actually only been seven days. Uh, so hobbling down here to the studio was a bit of a challenge, but the... Um, The reality is, is I'm not gonna be able to show a home for another week or better. Uh, And uh, so once Becky gets her license, she's gonna be able to do that as part of uh, the way we operate as a team. And then I'm gonna be able to be there via Zoom or FaceTime or whatever we use to help out. So very excited about that. Um, Also, I'm just trying to think uh, from a real estate perspective, I've got a listing coming up uh, in Strawberry Hill over in Kent City, Kansas. Uh, which we expect to go pretty quickly and then uh, because it's just done really, really nice. And so if you like the old historic neighborhoods, which a lot of people do. uh, And then uh, I've got a couple of things in the iron, but kind of the cool thing, and I just kind of wanted to mention it, not that I'm tooting my own horn about my clients, but just kind of a really neat thing um, is is that uh, I met this really neat couple uh, when we were doing an open house back in the early fall, I think it was might have even been summer I'd have to go back and look exactly when it was and spoke with them and you know sent them one email uh, afterwards um, and because uh, I don't do the sort of pestering stuff with people, the the recurring stuff with people unless they are interested in it, uh, which probably bad marketing on my standpoint <laughs> but uh, uh, and didn't hear from them for quite a while, which was fine but they were move- they were going to be moving from to Kansas City from out of town. And uh, got an email from them just a couple of weeks ago that said, "Hey, we are uh, in the process of moving into our temporary housing, which was their plan, and uh, let's get together." And uh, I saw so I love the opportunity to have a uh, and that meet client meeting is actually tonight, <laughs> so I have an opportunity to uh, potentially become their representative, which would be very just wonderful, um, and I would love to do it. So that's kind of cool. Is is that you know? If you are listening to this because you're coming in from out of town, you, you know, when you come in, I know a lot of people do this, it's like, oh, well, we're in town for the weekend to visit family. So we're going to go do, look at a two or three houses. It is okay to engage your realtor really early. And that gives you a lot of time to see how they communicate and, and what information they share with you and whether they do what they say they're going to do and all of those things uh, to help you pick uh, a, a really quality realtor when you get into town to make those, those purchases.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we've had a couple of things sell. Since our last uh, Today's Dream, which has been excellent. And that particular seller did give some concessions for exactly what we were talking about, a rate buy-down. Uh, able to close that successfully and then get that new buyer in before Christmas. So I know that was really exciting for them. And then we've got several new buyers coming in. We've got a relocation coming in as well. They're coming in from Minnesota, and they have been moved all over the country with a BNSF Railroad. Right. Yeah. So they have moved from Kansas City to Texas to... One other spot that I know I'm forgetting right now to Minnesota to now coming back home to this area, which is really, really where they want to be. Interestingly enough, they have moved all over the country and... This is home to them. This is the best place they ever lived. They are you know, obviously happy for the progress and the promotions that have come with those moves, and that's why they moved, but also very, very, very happy, I should say, to be coming back here. Sure. So, and we've got a couple other buyers that we're working with right now, so excited well, about got, the potential for got, them.
0: We've got the, uh, the guy who's finishing up the remodel of a home that essentially one of those I want to move in fix it up over a period of time and then sell it. And then he's going to be, so he's coming up in this uh, first quarter, most likely. Um, and then um, uh, we've got the, uh, so all of those you that are renters that are on the fence, renting is simple and all of that. That happens by the way, at any economic level. So we've got a person who is doing that. I don't want to give away too many details, uh, but a very successful, um, I'll just say this, a very successful doctor, uh, who will be, and as he and his wife have, who also is a successful doctor. So there's not an income <laughs> issue here, right? And they, uh, they finally, I think they're going to decide, and uh, he talked to me about it kind of in length. So I suspect in the first or second quarter of the year, they'll say, okay, this is the right time for us economically to get out of renting because they're renting executive homes, and get into home ownership, So that happens at any econ- economic level.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people that we rent to, we have a wide span of homes. You know, they move here to kind of get familiar with the area and figure out really where do we want to be. Do we want to be close to the airport? Do we want to end up on the Johnson County side? Do we want to end up in Independence? Where are we going to be working? Do we love our job? Whatever it is, right? Um, we want to move here and get real comfortable with the area before we really, really um, expand our roots and grow. So pretty common, and not a bad choice at all.
0: Now, Stevie, you guys, you and your husband specifically have, have yourselves have bought a home or two to kind of uh, essentially flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and how, how is that going for you guys? And cause you know, a lot of people are interested in that. Are you finding success? Do you, I don't think either of them are on the market yet, but are you expecting a decent profit scenario? Uh,
3: absolutely. Uh, so we have three right now that we are working on. One we bought in Rich Hill, Missouri about, I don't know, six months ago. (laughs) It's taken a long time to fix because it's so far away. So I do recommend if you're thinking about making investments in property that you're going to fix, don't do it an hour (laughs) away. Who who would have told you that? (laughs) (laughs) Who would have told my husband that? Me. (laughs) But uh, the other two that we've got going are going really smooth. We got one in Sugar Creek that... We're like almost done with it at this point. Now we're kind of deciding, do we want to hang on to it and rent it, which was originally the plan. But now I'm we're considering uh, selling it to the buyer that I have looking for something affordable. So we're just kind of up in the air on that one, getting it finished up. And well, the third one we still haven't closed on. So we have not done anything there, obviously.
0: So, but but you're under contract.
3: We are under contract. So,
0: and you're you're anticipating, I'm not asking you to give any numbers or anything, but you're anticipating decent profit on all three of them. Yes. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, so so those markets are still out there if you're willing to put in the work and the effort and uh, not only have uh, everybody here, but Becky has done, flip some a lot more than I've only participated really in, in one that I drove and then, you know, on the fringe of some others. But we help clients find those properties as well. So if that's something you're interested in doing, I I believe that's still going to be very viable in 2023.
2: I'm actually working on a coaching program for investors. It will be a six-month program, um, laying out all the facets of that right now and probably have that finalized by June or July of this year to be able to roll out entirely.
0: So there you have it. Very cool. We're definitely, you know, uh, another uh, strong facet that we can help people be successful in real estate beyond, you know, just purchasing their own home. Jen, I, I have to limit you, right? Because you're the one who's the busiest of all of us. But uh, what do you have going on now that's really cool from a real estate I standpoint? just
2: gave it. But I gave my my little uh, presentation before that about the uh, buyers that uh, are still looking. And then we've got the reloads coming in. And, of course, we sold uh, a home that Becky actually went Early in the summer, on the original listing appointment, we were in competition with uh, a couple other agents for that home at the time. And I took Becky along to kind of show her the ropes of the listing there. And we were successful at obtaining that listing. It did take a lot of work um, to put into that. New flooring, new paint. Um, new carpet, which encompasses flooring, uh, and then some really, really deep cleaning. It was a large family that lived there, and so it did require probably more than your average home would require. And so we helped the seller facilitate that, but we're successful. So to see that come full circle probably is kind of rewarding for Becky a little bit. It and, was. Uh, it was
1: really cool because I got to see the very start of it, and then I went to the opening house with Eric. Also, we ran that, yep, and then we did an up house. Um, I was gonna ask this while you were talking about: it. is the potential clients that you were talking to that you're meeting with tonight is it the ones that you saw at the open house open house before that one and one before it but the exact same
0: kind of circumstance so what becky's referring to is when we (laughs) did the open house for the one that jen's talking about was a good successful um scenario for us uh we had some other people that came to that one that were in that exact scenario i was describing so it's happened you know a couple of times already (laughs) this you know in in the end of 2022 where hey we're not moving until spring or summer more out looking at homes, and so, you know, that was where we got to say, "Hey, start looking at realtors early." I'd love it if you'd give me a call, obviously, because I think <laughs> I can do a pretty good job. But uh, but if not, you know, be sure and get out there and search and, and get some good conversations going. So absolutely. Um, you also, Becky, have some things that you need to get done here, probably in the first quarter or the first half of a this few year. Uh, but your license is only for. Missouri so Mm -hmm. you have
1: Kansas license coming up as well so we'll be starting the courses for that Um, need to look at dates because I did do my uh, Missouri classes online and I am a in-person hands-on learner Um, and we just figured try out the online see how it goes Um, and also Eric was there to help with that as well Um, but if Kansas has courses in person then that would be awesome and then I'll Try think, the in-person
0: in and just do some comparison. And get that done pretty yeah.
1: quickly, which I'm, I do believe um, whenever you have your Missouri license for Kansas, you only need to do the state portion, and the state portion goes by so much faster. Um, so hopefully I'll get to see more Kansas work getting done as well, which would be awesome. And I know Eric has um, a lot of Kansas work, <laughs> right, <from> typically. Right, <laughs> from our
0: team perspective, right, it's not uh, – I don't want to say it's uh, uh, completely uncommon, but it's not wildly common. So, we do a lot of um, uh, helping each other out and co oping on deals and uh, really seamless to our clients that, um, you know, uh, we might do a showing or an open house for one, each other, et cetera, et cetera. We really communicate well. It's part of what our team is built on. Uh, as a, And even though we're all, technically independent contractors, uh, and we don't work for a corporate team, we try to act that way because that's what's in our own best interests and in our clients' best interests. So, so yeah, I'm, we're very excited to get you as part of this mix, Becky, because you're doing mm-hmm. so well. I also have a little studying coming up on my plate because uh, I'll be getting my broker's licenses this year, so both in Missouri and Kansas.
2: Yep, we got lots of exciting stuff. 2023 is going to be an amazing year for our team and for our clients because we are looking forward to helping lots of people with their real estate journey.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the room and we're going to say for you, each of you, to uh, share with uh, our listening audience uh, one piece of advice that has become important to you or that came to the forefront to you in 2022 as you were working with your clients. Uh, For you, Becky, it's going to be as you were observing all the things going on as you were working as an intern. And if you were like to give advice to a client, say, you know what, this would be like one of the most important things that And it's not like the most important thing for any. It was like what came out in 2022 that you went, yeah, we need to make sure clients are always paying attention to this. Uh, So didn't give you guys a lot of warning for this question. So we're going to put Jen on the spot first. Jen, what do you got for us?
2: Okay, mine are the same as always, right? Consistency is key. So especially to our investors investors or even our home buyers if you are looking stay on the hunt and anything worth doing isn't always that easy and home buying has not been easy but gosh i would venture to say that those people that have been on the fence that are still on the fence are sitting here at what we were saying is about a seven percent interest rate going looking at that four percent interest rate going hmm doggone it why didn't i jump on so the best time to plant a tree is Yesterday, but when is the next best time? Today. So that is my advice. There you That's have. That's good it. advice. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I don't know. My <laughs> gosh, Eric, why do you do this? To us? <laughs> 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 uh, my advice would be: do your research on your realtor, probably, and pick pick one that you think would not only do a good job for you, but kind of flow with your personality I guess I don't know (laughs)
2: Sandler advice right there
0: yeah absolutely
1: (laughs) Um, I would probably say so I've been having a lot of conversations about this because my brother and sister are both in the same boat with this Um, they are both renters currently and neither one of them want to look into buying a house because they're so scared of the market and the prices that they're seeing um, and all of that and they're so scared of the interest rates and everything going on and I Just think because I do believe both of them are financially able to buy a house if they wanted to and I think that that would be the best option for them I don't think if you are a renter and you're afraid of owning a house I say just take the jump because I think it well it's it's a fact it grows your equity Um, and I think it's the best investment you can make so
2: absolutely fear is just an illusion by the way so don't let it encompass you because fear is in the future
1: Mm -hmm. So don't
2: let that future engulf your enjoyment of the present because I've been thinking a lot. You know, everybody develops these words for the year and, you know, people share that. And I think my word for 2023 is going to be live.
0: Well, that's funny because you didn't know what I was about to say. And that's going to sort of fit into what I was. I I felt like I had uh, a lot of clients and a lot of potential clients that I'm communicating with. um, They'll ask like uh, very recently I got a question Uh, from someone like, well, I really am thinking about putting uh, hardwood in my bedroom. And my husband says that will hurt the resale value. And What do you think? And so I shared my opinion, which is, you know, traditionalists are going to want carpet. But I think, you know, hardwood works. It's warmer than the composites. I think uh, uh, good rugs and stuff really make that nice and homey. But the difference is so nominal uh, in terms of what that's going to do come resale time. What I really think you should do is you should upgrade your house to what makes you happy. And and too many people, I think, worry about whether or not they're going to make an extra $400 or even $4,000 on a sale that may or may not occur in 5 or 10 years. And why would you sacrifice happiness for cash? That doesn't, you know, I mean, obviously there's a... There's a spectrum there, right? I mean, I can't, I, I can't go out and spend my retirement gambling because I like gambling, that's, that's silly. But when you're talking about a few hundred or a few thousand dollars over a long period of time in your house, do what makes you happy first and worry about the resale later. Worst case scenario, carpet's cheap. You can carpet over the hardwood if you think that's important.
2: I think this is funny because I'm pretty sure this is in our seller series and it may be in our buyer series too, but I talk about how many times with the sellers that they say, dang it, I wished I had done that when I moved in or I thought about doing that when I moved in. And the, the honest truth is a lot of sellers end up doing things to sell their home that would have made them happier while they were in the home and they have to do it because what they purchased was close to worn out or pretty pretty worn out or, or whatever the fact may be. But that just bodes to the message of do what is going to make you happy in your home and enjoy it while you live in it.
0: Yeah, that's that procrastination factor yes right we really want to repaint this room and put new hardwoods down and we never get around to it but then we decide we're going to do that prior to sale and then we're like this is the dining room I've always wanted. Yes. And we're like, yes, you should have done it when you moved in. So Stay
2: tuned. I may change out my bathroom counters, which is like, uh, if anybody that knows me, I don't move a ton. I do a lot of houses and stuff, but I don't move a ton. I move into a house. I fix up the house. I fix it up kind of piece at a time. But anytime like there's remodeling or something in my space, I kind of go like crazy. <laughs> I've repainted a lot of different things. <laughs> how, how was that again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Beetlejuice, only different. Like my head spins around. Um, but I'm thinking I picked out, um, you know, I didn't mention this, but we have a zero entry home in Liberty that's been on the build since uh, early spring. And it's almost finally done. And I'm getting to the picking out stages because no one has bought the home yet, which I was hoping a buyer would pick this stuff out. Sure. But hard for people to have vision i get that so i have the vision for it uh and i just picked out carpeting counters granite uh handles plumbing you name it i've picked it out we did paint colors amazing gray is still really really popular but in picking out that granite when i went out to legendary stone i was like "Ooh, i love this and he was like (laughs) we can make it really easy like get you the template like no big deal we can be in and out in a day and i'm like Oh, if this is sounding very good, I may jump on this. So I worked on cleaning off bathroom counters actually this morning to maybe have them out to measure for the template. Just kind of see. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Stay tuned.
0: Right. But I love the fact that what drove you to there was that you found it appealing, not that you thought it was going to make you an extra $400 whenever you eventually sold the house
2: uh yeah i think the bathroom is i mean will it help the house sell if it's more up to date yes will it bring me a ton more money probably not
0: right so if you, any
2: money at all and it's it's irrelevant it's yeah. you know let's upgrade the house and make so it what we want
0: make make the house the way you want it that's going to make you happy yes you can ask those questions and they can be factored in but don't make them your first factor or at least you know unless they're really big numbers and we've
2: got some remodeling cool. reports. NAR actually yeah. does stats and studies. I was
0: just looking at it last night. The yeah. 2022 so version. how much yeah.
2: new countertops potentially will bring. And it's usually, you know, a percentage on the dollar. Right. You, uh, oh, by the way. Kitchen remodeling is usually pretty high on. You like, know
0: what the highest is right now from the 2022 study? Because I did was just looking at it last night. What is it? Refinishing aged hardwoods. Oh, boy. Right. Doing yeah. the refinish work. adds and the most value. Yeah. You well, get it, the
2: most back out of the investment. So what was it yeah. like? Was it in the 90s? Uh, no,
0: it's over 100. Oh, good. So the idea is if you spend $1,000 or $2,000 refinishing your hardwood, you'll get over $2,000 back in price. Where most things that you do don't get you dollar for dollar they get you less than a hundred percent now they'll increase the salability of your home they'll increase yes. the demand in your home the speed in which it'll sell so there's a lot of other factors and then just how many dollars it will make but uh, kitchens are very high up there and they're you know, usually somewhere between 80 and 90 percent of the money you put into it you typically get back in a resale uh, I don't remember what 2022 said but I just the whole putting even putting in new hardwoods uh was over 100 percent.
2: but it did have luxury uh vinyl plank that's uh, a really popular one it, right it is now. and yeah. that
0: was less than 100 percent, even okay. though it cost way less than than wood so if you're looking at it's a great thing to ask your realtor for if you're looking at doing some prep work prior to sale
2: yep and we can usually uh give you that Uh, stat by region, sometimes even by zip code. We can punch that in and try and see. So definitely if you want uh, information on which projects are in the Midwest is I think how it's categorized, what's uh, producing. I know garage doors are always a pretty high mark one, so replacing dated-looking garage doors or antiquing them or whatever, there's a lot of different ones out there, but that's always been one that people seem to uh, flock to.
0: Hey, here's a shock. We went down a rabbit hole.
2: Oh, squirrel! (laughs) (laughs) Squirrel! Surprise. Or rabbit, you said. Sorry.
0: Uh, oh, shiny. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, it's been really fun getting together. Thanks, ladies, for coming over and uh, doing this and helping me hobble down the stairs into the studio. Uh, it's uh, I'm looking forward to 2023. It's going to be a great year. And uh, everybody out there listening, we hope you think the same as well. Don't forget to give us a call or a shout for all of your real estate needs. Happy New Year.
2: Happy, New, Happy Year. New Year. Until next time.
0: You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at DreamHomesbyGen.com, where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you.